0: What do you want to stop doing? Are there things in your schedule that no longer serve your journey? And where can you make space to align with where you're going to have impact next? In the last three months, I've had to say goodbye to some great boards, teams, and commitments. And I'm sharing the steps I have learned to do this gracefully and energetically. Because it's important to create space not only for where you've been, but to align energetically to where you want to have impact next. Let's jump in. I'm JJ DiGeronimo, and I select each episode with you in mind, a working woman that wants to have more influence and impact than they have today. With insight and research, you can gain momentum, knowledge, and even tools to help you leap in the direction you desire. With each episode, you can visit the show notes where I include additional links, worksheets, and questions for podcast clubs. Let's get started. Outside of a few great managers, I cannot think of many times in my life where someone has sat me down and said, JJ, let's take a look at all that you're committed to and let's see what you can stop doing. Can you think of a time where someone has said, let's see what you can stop doing? Now, for many of us, especially ones listening to this episode, we're doers. We get things done. People depend on us. And often when we get a lot of things done, we're asked to do more things. So it's not unusual to continue to be asked to take a position, to step into a role, to finish a project that never got done. But for many of us, we need to turn that lens and face it towards us. What are projects we haven't got done that are important to us? What are things that we still aspire to get into or start or become certified or become more aware or more knowledgeable or even go see? For many of us, we are so busy checking the box and getting things done for others that we forget what's important to us and what's on our to-do list. In today's episode, let's talk about what you can stop doing. For many of us, we need that space. We need that area in our schedule for us to research, investigate, find people that are ahead of us in the same journey, see what they're doing, find ways to get started. Because for many of us, we continue to push what's important to us to the side of our desk. And for those of you that have already started down this path, what are you working on off the side of your desk that you can put more time into? Now, of course, this does not have to be your main role. This can be a passion project or something you're investigating or learning or taking to the next level. It could even be a trip you're planning. But for many of us, we keep these side projects off to the side because we don't have more time in our schedule to create more space for them. So I encourage you to go back to episode number two because I give you a very specific chart for you to outline all of your commitments and make sure they're energetically aligned to where you are and where you want to go, but also aligned to your goals you have next. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about how to determine what's on your schedule that you could maybe remove. But if you go back to episode number two, you can get the chart in the video to make that happen. What I want to dive in today is exactly thinking about what do you want to remove and how do you remove it? Because for many of us, there's a lot of fear associated with disconnecting, giving our notice, stepping down, telling others that we need to focus elsewhere. And this was where I was at over the last three months. I have a new initiative I'm starting called Together We Seek, and it's aligning women to energy practices and practitioners to really help them dig through their work and stories so that they can illuminate their future path. But to do this, I have to really look at my schedule because I'm already working more than 40 hours a week and I love the work that I'm working on. But I have to be honest with myself, if I want to take this energy to the next level and work on this new initiative called Together We Seek, I do have to create space and time to do it. And I can only do that if I give myself permission to leave commitments I am already in. Now, of course, this is not easy, and I definitely let people down, but I gave them enough notice and even helped them in different areas to make it more streamlined to get them to the next step. But I had to remember that this choice to leave or let go or stop doing had more to do with my goals. And ultimately, it would let other people down. It would disappoint people in some circumstances. But I'm at the point in my life that I need to really have the time to make some of these things a reality. And the only way I can do that is if I let go and stop doing things I've already committed to. So let's jump into some of the things that may help you as you're thinking about what you can stop doing and how you can create the space for where you want to have impact next. Now, before we jump into the six steps that I want to share with you, I just want to reiterate that, sure, you can work more hours. Sure, you can keep adding things to your schedule. But at some point, you may dilute your impact. And I think for many of us, we have to stop doing things not only because we need space in our schedule, but we have to honor ourselves and the energy it takes to start something new. And oftentimes, if you just keep saying yes and adding things, you may impact some of your goals and commitments, you may let down loved ones, and you may Start to feel it in your body of giving, giving, giving. So you have to get at peace with yourself first before you move through these six steps in regards to saying, I need this. This is good, not only for me, but the people that I'm giving this space to to bring new people into their sphere. And I believe in where I am going next. So for many of us, you have to have those three things working in harmony so that you can move to the next space in your journey. So with that, step number one is define your new goals. What do your new goals look like? For me, I'm in the process of not only launching this new community, but I'm also working on my third book. And to do those two initiatives independently is hard enough, not to mention at the same time. So for me, I don't want to stop and start all day long. And that's what I've been doing lately because I'm jumping on this call and then I'm on this committee and then I'm on this board. And it creates a lot of fractions throughout my day that I have to get refocused and re-engaged. For my goals, I need to have more dedicated space to be creating content and a community. And that really doesn't happen when you're on calls every single hour. So for me, my goal is to launch these two initiatives. And with that, I have to be really thoughtful about how I'm going to go about that. Step number two, be considerate in your approach. For many of you, you probably have long-term relationships. You've been engaged in projects for an extended period of time or with some of the same people. You obviously want to preserve those relationships and the impact you've made to date. So consider how often or how long you've been doing something, who's involved, what work is ahead for them, what type of time frame do they need. And for some of us, even though we may be ready to shift, sometimes we have to give people a prolonged time frame that gives them the ability to not only take in what you're telling them, but also put a plan that they can execute against. So sometimes you need three, four, eight weeks to really help somebody transition. In fact, for one of my boards, I let them know in June that I was transitioning in December. Not only did I let them know, I gave them candidates. I talked to them about particular committees I was on and things that would be interesting to transition to other people in the organization. So in some instances, I've been on that board for over six years. So six months was completely appropriate. So really take a consideration on your approach for each and everything that you are going to let go of or stop doing. Number three expand your support system. Now, for many of you, you might think of your home support system, your office, but I think for some of us, we even have to go beyond those two areas. When you're transitioning from one thing to another, things get hectic. There's more demands for your time. There's more unknowns. And having more of a support system is really important. I'm a big advocate for Upwork. It's a website you can hire help by the hour or by the project. And I have just added three new people to my new team because I need more people to help me think through the steps while I'm working to maneuver and align to these new activities And get out of some of the responsibilities that I've had for years. So really think about what support system do you have in place and where could you use some extra support? And for those of you in companies, you know, having your own assistant or having somebody that can help you manage some projects may seem like a stretch because many things are on the corporate networks and they can't get into those databases or that information. But think about what they might be able to handle for you on the home front with your children, with your loved ones, with parents. Find where you can get extra support because anytime you're shifting, you often need more time than you think you need and having additional people to help you is valuable. Number four, evaluate what you're listening to, watching, and engaging in. These transition periods are tough. We beat ourselves up, especially if people that are receiving some of our information that we may be moving on to other tasks, commitments, or projects don't take it that well. Some people say some really negative things, so be prepared. And remember, this has more to do with them than it does you. You often give enough time and space to make the transition. And I encourage you not to get caught up in what people are saying. And in fact, have a plethora of resources available and ready that you can listen to and watch when you feel like you're starting to beat yourself up or you feel like you're starting to down talk yourself because you're letting other people down. I listen to podcasts, YouTube videos. Uh, I also listen to Super Soul Sunday with Oprah, as many of you know. So find and make sure you have a list of things to watch and engage in that help keep your energy high. Because again, many times when you're transitioning, the people you've been working with for years don't want you to transition because you help them so much. But there often comes a time where you have to create additional space for yourself to step into what is next for you and making sure you have not only a support system, but approach and things to listen to that are going to keep your energy at the level you want to resonate with. And as many of you might have heard, I call that frequency. Where do you want to live? What energy field do you want to live at? I kind of think of it as radio stations, you know, 98.7 86.4. Wherever it is for you, you've got to preserve that frequency and that takes effort, attention, and planning. So make sure you have some things ready. Number five, find people ahead of you. When I was rolling off a particular project and A board. I found two separate people that not only have worked for the organization, but were also on the board. I called those people. I first connected with them on LinkedIn. I reached out to one of them that was in my network. I scheduled a 15-minute call and said, how did you transition off the board? Or how did you transition off the project? What are some things I can expect? How did it go for you? Are you... Glad you did it. What are things I should know? So try to find people a few steps ahead of you that can give you insight and maybe help you identify some of the potential pitfalls you may encounter. I'm a big believer in asking people how they did it. And I have to share with you, most people are willing and excited to share with you. So don't be afraid to get ahead of a conversation or get ahead of a situation with somebody that has already been down that path. And number six, transition with grace. I added this because there were a few people I had conversations with that got incredibly fired up and almost combative. One I was expecting, one I definitely was not. And remember, this may come as a surprise to people in your life. So give them time to catch up to where you are, make a transition plan with them, Feel free to suggest other resources that can take over for you. I've did this a few times with the boards that I'm on. I actually went out and talked to some women in my network that I knew were interested in boards. I told them about the boards that I was rolling off of. I suggested some of the things they should read. And then we had another call and they said they were interested. And then I introduced both women to the executive director and left it up to the executive director to determine whether or not it was a fit for the board at this time. So I didn't just leave high and dry. I created a transition plan and I suggested other resources. So for many of you that are scared or nervous, let me assure you, there may be some difficult conversations. And yes, there are people that may be very upset with you and may even tell you so with some not so nice language. But again, their response has more to do with how they feel and the pinch they might feel in when you explain this to them or share this with them, but that does not mean that you should go back into that role or stick with that commitment or say, oh my gosh, I don't want to inconvenience you. I'll just stay. I'll just stay. If it is time for you to stop doing the thing you're doing, then you need to give them space to move on and catch up, help them with the transition plan, even suggest resources. And if there's any intellectual property or information you have to exchange, make sure you get ahead and schedule time to do that. Now, for many of you, I know this is second nature. You're very prepared. You cross every T and dot every I. So I think transitioning with grace will be easy for you. But as I mentioned, you cannot anticipate everyone's reactions. And should you encounter a negative, bad, or just uncomfortable situation, remember it's not about you. It's not about you. It's like you're doing a great job and they may feel like you're leaving them in a pinch, but if you give them enough time and some resources, they will eventually move through it. So take these six steps and really give them time over the next month or so. Think about how you may use them as you start to move out of things that you no longer want to do so that you can make space for where you want to have impact next. And as we're wrapping up, I want to leave you one more step. The most important step, in addition to the six I've shared with you, is be patient with yourself. New things take nine to 12 months, nine to 12 months. So you can't often expect immediate results. And I often encourage you to start off the side of your desk during lunch, after work, on the weekends, get things started. Because I've talked to too many professionals that shut everything off just to create clean space to start fresh. And oftentimes they find out things take a lot longer than they thought. So find a few activities you can start over the next two months, start doing them off the side of your desk, create more space in your schedule, test things out, and really think about why am I doing this? What do I need to help me? And how do I find more space in my schedule to make this more of a priority? If you do those three things, Oftentimes the universe comes in and provides you with resources and connections and activities that you could never even plan for now. But it is important that you show the universe that you're committed to this next level of impact and that you're dedicating time to make it happen. And oftentimes, the only way you can do that is to stop doing other things, especially things that are pulling you down, don't align to where you are, where you want to go, or just don't give you the energy that you need to make your goals a reality. So hopefully I've given you permission to create space for yourself. And if you know a girlfriend that needs this, be sure to pass it along to them too. And if you love it and you're listening on Apple, please leave a rating. And I look forward to seeing you here next time.